how are you today? Welcome to Healthy-ish. This is your podcast from Body and Soul and I am your host, Felicity Harley. I'm chatting to Megan Rebuli today. She's a research dietitian at the CSIRO and co-author of their new book called The CSIRO Gut Care Guide. Now, basically this book came about from the many inquiries they received after their Healthy Gut Diet book in 2017. Yes, they were overwhelmed. So they thought we need to get more info together about, well, gut health. Yes, gut health, it's having its moment. And today we're going to focus on fibre and the essential role it plays in the health of your gut. Now, we keep these healthy-ish episodes short. So if you want to hear the full interview with Megan, where she talks more about the essential things we could all do to maintain optimal gut health, search for Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your fantastic podcasts. Megan, thank you so much for coming on Healthy-ish. Now, your gut. Firstly, why is it well? Why is it so important for our overall health and well-being? Well, thanks so much for having me today, Felicity. It's great to be here. Um, so, about the gut, it's important for a couple of reasons. So, first of all, it's it's the key site of digestion, um, all the way from the mouth right through the body. It's the site where everything that we eat um, starts getting broken down, um, beginning in the mouth into protein, fats, and carbohydrates. And this is important for our body to use as fuel. And then, as it moves through the body, we've also got nutrients and other essential vitamins and minerals that are absorbed into the body. Um, and then the fibers are fermented, which is important for cell health as well. And it also eliminates toxins and waste from the body, which is all very essential processes. Um, And secondly, it's the home to our microbiome, which is a large body of microbes and other bacteria that are really important for our health. So fibre, let's talk specifically about that. Fibre in the gut. Why is it what I found interesting that you know you discuss in the book is diversity of fibre rich foods are important. Why is this? So not all fibres are the same. So different types of fibre have different types of effects on the body and different foods have different types of fibre in them. So it's important to get um, diversity of fibre from a diverse range of foods. And that's because it will have different impacts on digestion. um, And also because the the little microbes in the microbiome, they like to feed on different types of fibre. And it's also important important to have diversity in the microbiome. So to get that microbiome diversity, we need fiber diversity. So they have a lot of different things to eat, really. So let's talk about, well, soluble and insoluble fires. These are two different types, which, you know, because this is quite interesting because I think a lot of people just assume all fiber is the same. It comes, you know, however it is. So talk us through the difference in these two and the importance of them. Yeah, I guess fiber is kind of known as roughage and we think of all bran and wheat bran and those kinds of foods but fiber actually comes from a whole range of plant-based foods Um, and most foods do have both fibers in them the soluble fiber and the insoluble fiber so you can uh, feel comfortable that if you're eating a range of foods you're probably getting both without even realizing it Um, but going back to what they do so soluble fiber dissolves in water so this forms um, kind of a gel and that's important for the softness of your stool and it also slows down the movement of the stool through your gut so that helps to remove cholesterol um, it slows down blood glucose uptake and that's in foods like oats and fruits and vegetables Um, The other type is the insoluble fiber, which is the type that I think everyone is familiar with and thinks about automatically. 
And that's the type that adds bulk to your stool and um, increases the size of it. And that actually speeds up things moving through the gut. So it's important to have that larger size um, because that helps you feel fuller for longer and that can help with appetite control. Um, and this group also contains resistant starch, which we talk a lot about in the book. And these are starches that aren't digested in your small intestine, they're fermented in your large intestine. And we know that's really important because that creates um, certain types of byproducts, which are important for the health of the cell walls in the large bowel. So can you give us some examples of food? So of the insoluble fibres, so that's things that we commonly know, like all brand fruits and things like that? Yeah, exactly. Um, also things like fruits, vegetables, nuts and seeds, um, legumes as well, like chickpeas and, and lentils and, and all those kinds of foods. And how much fibre do we actually need every day? So we say that um, women need about 25 grams a day and men about 30 grams. And that can even be higher if you have um, any kind of existing health conditions. And we also know that most Australians don't quite hit that mark. So it's something that we could all work on a little bit to increase our fibre intake. So what would that look like in terms of food? I mean, that for me, 25, oh, that sounds like how I can hit that. But what? how do I even know if I'm going to hit 25 grams a day as a woman? Yeah. Um, so the focus of fibre is on plant-based foods. So um, whole grain fruit, whole grain um grains, yes. <laughs> like breads, <laughs> pastas, cereals, oats, um, a couple of serves of those every day is important. Um, legumes, as I mentioned, like chickpeas and kidney beans and um, soya beans, they're all a fantastic source of fibre. Um, so having a, a serve of those a few times a week. Um, nuts um, are actually a source of fibre and seeds. And then, of course, the fruits and vegetables that we all know and love, um, particularly slightly green bananas, which have higher resistant starch, which is also good. Yeah, for I thought that was interesting because I feel like mum always told me, wait till they're, don't eat them when they're green. They're not good. But in <laughs> fact, they are good for you when they're green. I think we were told that for a long time. We thought unripe fruit wasn't great for your digestion. And I think that's true for most fruits. But with bananas, once they start to turn a bit yellow, not when they're completely green, but when they've got a hint of yellow and sort of a hint of green, that's when they're still quite firm and have the highest levels of resistant starch. And then as they become riper and develop more brown spots, that's when the sugars start to break down and they get sweeter and softer. But it's a personal preference, really. I know some friends who would not touch a slightly green banana. They love them to be brown and I'm the opposite. I like them when they're still almost crunchy. I have to say I hate bananas, so I don't even go near them. I don't <laughs> so even cut them up for my kids. <laughs> so I'm like to my husband, can you cut these? Anyway, just yeah. quickly, give us a snapshot of this gut healthy eating plan. What are the key foods that are included? I'm assuming probably what mm. you've already mentioned, right? Yeah, they're the key foods. We've really focused on legumes um, because that is a great way to get more fibre into your diet and it's something that a lot of Australians don't eat. So we've tried to create recipes that will help you get your fibre without really realising that you're getting your fibre um, and focusing on, on a range of breads and cereals as well. So we've included things like barley and um, different ways to eat your, your breads and pumpernickel toast and a Ooh. range of different foods that you can try. That sounds nice. Now, just lastly, can you have too much fibre? Is there ever a point where you're like, okay, I've crossed the threshold, I've gone to the bathroom too many times? 
As far as I know, you can't have too much fibre, but we always say it's better to introduce fibre slowly because as your body starts to get used to breaking down the fibre, you might find at first you've got a little bit extra gas and that can cause a bit of discomfort, but um, give your body time to adjust and just increase these high fibre foods bit by bit um, and, and that will be great for your body. As far as I know, you won't overdose. Okay, I like it. Megan, thank you so much for coming on Healthy-ish. Thank you for having me. I hope you got something out of this chat with Megan. And remember that book is called The CSIRO Gut Care Guide. And if you like this chat with Megan, we have more on the Extra Healthy-ish podcast. Yes, that's our big sister podcast, also from Body and Soul, that gives you that little bit extra in your day. We publish a new episode of Extra Healthy-ish every morning, Monday to Thursday. If you want more info about that or any other fantastic health and fitness stories, just log on to bodyandsoul.com.au. And remember, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks again for listening. And if you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you could jump on and rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.